Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Melanie C and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2018 and this is the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Big Book Study Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book and we're on page 20 starting at paragraph 1. You may have already asked yourself reading through two paragraphs and that ends with summarize some points as we see them. And today's readers are the 12 steps, Darlene D., the 12 traditions, Libby E., and reading the text today is Sherry K.B., Robin Joe B., and Ashley P. The share ID numbers for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting is 10962, 10962, I think that's wrong. 10960. Oh, for goodness sakes, where am I at? My apologies. I had it down wrong. 10962 for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time meeting yesterday. And for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting this morning, the 25th of January, it's 10966. 10966. The OI preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsing food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Darlene D. to read the 12 steps. Hi, good morning. This is Darlene D. May I be heard? Yeah, you can. Hi, good morning, everyone. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over our food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, 
having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me read. Thank you, Darlene B. I will now ask Libby E. to please read the 12 Traditions. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning. I'm Libby E., recovering compulsive eater in New York. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Libby E. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share. But we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 20, paragraph 1, reading through two paragraphs. The first paragraph begins with, you may already have asked, and then it ends with, summarize some points as we see them. And today, oh, I already mentioned that, I will ask, this morning for Sherry KB to open up this discussion by reading those two paragraphs. Good morning, Sherry KB. Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you so much for your service, Melanie. I'm grateful to be of service today. 
you may have already asked yourself, why is it that all of us became so very ill from drinking? Doubtless, you are curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion to the contrary. We have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. If you're an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking yourself, asking, what do I have to do? It is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. We shall tell you what we have done. Before going into a detailed discussion, it may be well to summarize some points as we see them. Okay, so let me put myself on a timer. You know, I used to drive myself crazy trying to figure out, you know, why I had this disease and how I could fix it and what I could do with it. And I spent decades doing that. And I really don't want to waste your time telling you all the things that I did. But what I do know is I think of Albert Einstein who said, the consciousness that created the problem cannot be the consciousness that solves the problem. But what I do know is that I have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body and that the answers lie in this book and there are specific answers for me. Uh, when I look on Roman numeral 13 uh, in the first edition, it says that, you know, we have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. You will also find that on page 45. Um, and, you know, what what is that mental obsession? Because I can't remove it. I know that my higher power can, but I cannot. And to me, that mental obsession described very well on page 52 about the, the devilments. But what I do know is that I have been showed precise directions in this book of how to recover. And if I can recover, you can recover. And I can't do this alone. And I noticed this morning when I was reading it, there's a lot of we's in here. There's not I's. There's we. We have recovered. Um, you know, we shall tell you how we did it. We have done it. Um, and we're going to show you how. So it's not about trying to do it by yourself. It's about getting a a step guide and getting through these steps and living in the steps. And I know for me that the mental obsession was lifted by my higher power, not by me, not by the Siri show, but by my higher power. And it's through working these steps, living in these steps, working on 10, 11, and 12 every day because I am restless, irritable, and discontent. I am um, addicted to ease and comfort, and I am in fear, doubt, and insecurity. But I know what to do now because I have a spiritual toolkit laid at my feet. And through the directions precisely I did in this book, shows me how I can do this one day at a time to solve my problems, that my higher power will solve all my problems. I will be shown how. And that's how I know how to do it is living in 10, 11, and 12. But I've got to get through all these steps first and then continue to live in 10, 11, and 12. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. The lines are now open for fellows to comment on those two paragraphs, one and two on page 20. Who would like to comment? Reggie O. Hi, Reggie. Good morning. Good morning. Ashley P. Ashley P. Gotcha. Good morning again. Debbie F. Debbie F. Good morning. Anyone else this morning want to comment? 
the lineup so far is Reggio, Ashley P., and Debbie F. Good morning again and again and again, Reggie. <laughs> it's good morning, Melanie. Can you hear me? Yes, you betcha. I can hear you good, very well. Great. Okay, thanks. Uh, yeah, this is Reggie O. in uh, the Los Angeles area. Very gratefully recovered um, today. From uh, from the answer, the solution that's found in the big book. And, um, you know, it strikes me, you know, this paragraph is in the the chapter that is called There is a Solution, when, which in itself is an entire chapter titled with a promise. You know, there is a solution to this malady. And, you know, it's, uh, reading this is perhaps, uh, you know, uh, an alcoholic was reading the book or a compulsive eater is listening on the line today. It says, you know, you may have already asked yourself why it is we became so very ill from drinking, so very ill from this seemingly natural thing that we do, which is eat. Um, but for us, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't natural at all. But you can discover, you know, you're probably curious how and why in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, um, and probably a lot of experience that, uh, personal experience that uh, we've recovered, you might not have, but why? How did you recover from a hopeless state of mind and body? And then, of course, you know, if you want, if you're a compulsive eater who wants to get over it, you know, it's the question, well, what do I have to do? And I love this both from, you know, the perspective of someone who may be looking for a solution and, you know, some of those of us who have been so very fortunate to have found the solution, um, it's it's right here, you know, as a, as a recovered compulsive eater, I, I don't have to make it up, you know. I have my own personal experience, and I, as a compulsive eater, eating compulsively, and a compulsive eater who has uh, found a solution in the big book. And so <clears throat> as I uh, get to have the wonderful opportunity of passing this along, I don't have to make anything up. I go right here, you know. And it does say, it is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. You know, specifically, it doesn't say you have to figure them out. It doesn't say you have to make them up. Uh, it says that the answers are right here, and they're specifically right here. And, uh, and we're going to tell you what we've done. We're going to give you the, these answers. And, you know, this, this is a chapter in, um, in oh, excuse me, my earbud just fell out. But this is a chapter in the first Step, you know, a great deal of the, a great deal of, uh, proportionally of this book is is for the first step, and this is one of them. You know, is admitting our powerlessness and you know letting go of that which we're powerless over. You know, to some degree, needing, wanting to do that. Here's the question, and uh, so I just, uh, it's wonderful, you know, and and as usual, when you're reading a, a living document, as the big book is, uh, as many times as I read it, I'm yet so excited to read the same thing again because it's different either in quality, quantity, or there's something new that shows up. And thank you for keeping my time. I'll pass. Thank you, Reggie. Ashley P., you're next, and then Debbie F. will come up behind you. Hi, this is Ashley P., recovered in Northern California. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Um, yeah, good morning to everybody, and um, thanks for doing service and for um, getting this meeting together. And good morning to the newcomers. Um, I really... I really, really like these paragraphs, and at first I was like, oh, well, these are interesting, but they're not super interesting, um, but what I'm, what I'm drawn to is, is what um, other people have pointed out, which, um, 
is that there, it is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. Um, I always felt like other people in life had some sort of a, a, a guidebook, some, some sort of a play-by-play, um, a syllabus maybe that I just didn't get. And uh, it, it felt very confusing um, when I was in my addiction to, to be in my life. Yeah, be, because I didn't have that. And what I'm so grateful for with this book is that I am given a guide. I am given a textbook. I'm given um, a syllabus about what to do next and what to do next. And um, and I don't have to figure it out anymore um, or, or, or try and, and make it up. And, and because this book tells me um, exactly what to do, it shows me how to um, rely on a higher power, on a moment-by-moment um, daily basis. And, and if I can continue just to do those things moment-by-moment moment on a daily basis, then it, it really gives me a way of living for an entire life. Um, and for for an addict like me who spent uh, uh, my, my entire life, I mean, I kind of think about uh, the beginnings of my uh, addictive memory starting at, at six and I'm 37, so over 30 years feeling like there was just absolutely um, no guidance to, to have something that I can always go to. Um, that is a fail safe to to um, to guide me is is amazing. Um, so thank you and and with that I pass. Thank you, Ashley P. Debbie F, you're next, and then the lines will be open for those that want to share after Debbie. Good morning, Hi. Debbie. Um, Good morning. This is Debbie F. in um, Los Angeles, recovered compulsive overeater. Um, and um, in Los Angeles, I said that. Um, <laughs> this is my first time actually sharing on the meeting. Um, and the first time I've actually um, said that I'm a recovered um, compulsive overeater. And not that I haven't been recovered and, you know, been abstinent for several years. Um, but it's just not a word that's ever been something that I've felt comfortable owning or saying, you know, it's not something that's in my local meetings that I go to. And, um, but I love that it's, it's circled here in my book, you know, have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. And so if I take my own ego out of it and what the word, you know, conjures up for me, I get to ask myself, honestly, have I recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body? And absolutely the answer is yes. Um, Cause when I came into these rooms, you know, almost seven years ago, I was, I was very hopeless. I didn't think this was going to work. It was the last house on the block. Um, and I thought it was going to just be a life of, you know, misery. And this is my lot in life, um, you know, until I die, basically. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and the other thing that this program is giving me is, is this hopelessness. It's like, it's saying of condition mind and body, and it, it's like I've recovered from that. It's so clear, and I get to 
you know, I'm not recovered, and then now I'm perfect. It's just I've recovered for today from a hopeless condition of mind and body, and food does not rule my life. Um, the other thing I love is, like, it says, what do I have to do? And it's it's very clear, you know, as it has been pointed out. The purpose is we're going to answer these questions specifically. And then we have another we shall tell you what we have done, not what we shall tell you what we think, you know, or what you should do, but what we've done. And, and to me, that's action. You know, that I have to get into action, and this is a program of action. And so there is work to be, work to do um, to to maintain my recovery, recovery on a daily basis. Um, and so I'm just really grateful to um, be able to speak up and have this jump out and have my higher power, you know, say, hey, have a voice on this line and um, to be recovered for today. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Debbie F. The lines are now open for other folks to comment on those paragraphs. Page 20, paragraph 1, paragraph 2. Who would like to comment? Charles H. Hi, Charles. That's me. Beth. Hi. Julie. I heard Julie and then Deborah. Julie E.B., is that what it is? Yes. Thank you. Darlette. After Deborah S. Hi, Darlette. Got you this time. Stacy T. Hi, Stacy. Leah TD. Leah TD. Darlene D. Did I hear someone? Oh, Darlene D. Okay, I kind of was trying to mix that with Darlette. Hi, Darlene. No, oh, Darlette here too. Yeah, I got you, Darlette. And okay. Deborah. Deborah P. Okay, I think I got it here. This may take us. So I have Charles H., Beth B., Julie E. B., Deborah S., Darlette P., Stacey T, Liat T D, Darlene D, and Deborah P. Come on, in, Charles. Good morning, Mary. Can you hear me? Uh, very good. Well, glad to hear you. Thank you. Charles H. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. These two paragraphs are real great. Um, what my teachers have taught me is that the big book is consists of promises, prayers, um, conditions, warnings, and questions. Um, and, you know, from the close study of this text, I, I find that Bill asks the question and he doesn't have the, an- he has the answers for already because if you look in the next paragraph or the paragraph after, don't take my word for it, check it out yourself. Then he asks the question and then he answers it very soon. So it says, what do I have to do? When my why turned into a what? Then I, I had I had a, the greatest shot in the world, and in our mother text, um, or our mother paragraph, um, chapter eleven, bankruptcy, it says the answers will come if your own house is in order. So on a daily basis, I'm a porter, so uh, I have to clean my house every single day. And guess what? You know what? It's not going to get done perfectly. There is always residue from the next day. That's why. You know, when it says, what could I have done better? I could have done more cleaning, spiritually. I that I pass. I want to leave some time on the clock. Peace. Thanks, Charles H. Beth B., you're next. And then Julie E.B., you'll come after Beth. Good morning. This is Beth B. in Charlottesville, Virginia, a recovering compulsive overeater. And um, one of the things that uh, this paragraph is, is saying to me is that this is a book of directions for me to follow. And... Um, what dawned on me not 
too awfully long ago is that I'm not always great at following directions. So when I came into the program, when I heard that I had to follow more directions and I couldn't put my own spin on it, that became a little bit daunting. And, uh, you know, and, and so, but I had to learn. I had to learn by doing um, and, and falling down many times, as we do in life, when we're learning a lesson, we have to make mistakes to actually learn it for it to sink in, at least I do. And, um, you know, so this is, th- these are directions to follow, and they're, they're not directions to interpret or directions to feel about. They are directions that we do in order to get our spiritual and uh, recovery, mental and, and physical recovery. Um, and uh, so I just wanted to, to share that. That's what the paragraph is saying to me. And, um, you know, for the new people, you know, uh, when I was a new person, that was scary. And um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. You're not alone there. Thanks. Thank you, Beth B. Julie E.B., you're next to share. And Deborah, you'll come after Julie. Hi, this is Julie E.B., recovering from a seemingly hopeless state of body and mind in Colorado. Can I be heard? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I love this paragraph um, because you may be asking why in my disease. I really stayed in the why with an emphasis on the why me that led to self-pity, always resentment, fear, harm, and, of course, food with the buildup of all those human emotions. And I'm very good at staying why, uh, being an armchair analyst. I sought food and I sought experts on diet and emotional support with such temporary results. Um, but as people are still suffering, I want to know my, share my experience that it's not the why that matters. Uh, now I take these simple instructions, a simple program of action with abstinence and working the steps and asking uh, what am I going to do? And now I'm experiencing um, constant contact with God, and when something is blocking my usefulness to God or that experience when I'm irritated or restless, I can turn back to the God of my understanding, my higher power that is real to me in a new way. And I guess the most exciting part is, um, you know, I now have a family member uh, um, one of my children I raised listening on the line, uh, not because of weight loss, which uh, this person has seen over and over again, um, but because when they came home on break, uh, they saw a different attitude, uh, a different um, living out of self, different reaction to someone at the op- uh, optometrist uh I thought you were going to get upset. Why were you pausing? And I said, I pause now when I'm irritated and restless. So I just want to experience, share that experience and hope um, about working these simple steps uh, for the, the abstinence is the beginning, and there's so much more and so much hope and so much recovery is possible. Thanks. Thank you, Julie E.B. Deborah S., you're next. And then, Darlette, get ready. Hi, Dora. I want to be heard, Deborah. And I was talking away. Sorry about that. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Melanie, for being on the line and making this meeting happen. 
And my name is Deborah. We're covered from the Eagle from New Jersey. And, you know, these paragraphs, um, I love that line, and other people have shared too. What do I have to do? And the truth of the matter is, that's the first thing when I came into the program was, you know, finding uh, which foods were for me, you know, were creating that allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. And I needed to put that down, and I had to go to any length to do that. What do I have to do? And, um, you know, it was putting down four forms of sugar, flour, the whole thing, and I'm being willing, and that, that's the first, what do I have to do? And then, you know, and I did that for a long time, but you know what? It doesn't work without everything else, without putting the whole program. I can't just pick and choose. The food plan is one part of it. And, you know, when I was feeling less affordable and discontented, I had to, again, ask myself, what do I have to do? Because I had to find a sponsor who was going to take me through this book, where I'm going to lie, and teach me how to have how to have a life, how to gain a spiritual connection, how to um, how to live life on life's terms. And, you know, it doesn't just, you know, stop. Every morning I have to say, what do I have to do today? Um, and, you know, each day I have to recommit myself to this program and stay connected and work the steps, each one, um, every day, what do I have to do? And first and foremost is is to trust and rely on my higher power to um, stay abstinent and um, and stay connected, working the steps. Um, and I love getting feedback from people when I do a 10 step because that's part of what do I have to do, you know? Listening taking the cotton out of my mouth yes, and listening and, and understanding and not knowing. I, I don't have all the other answers, and I really believe that God works through the fellowship here. And um, really, really grateful um, to be doing this with you, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah S. Darlette P., you're next, and then Stacy will follow you. Stacy T. will follow you. Press star one to be heard. Darlette? Darlette, are you this with us? Our, this is, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yep. Okay. This is Darlette T. recovering from um, Illinois, and I'm a grateful uh, recovering compulsive overeater. And um, for me, it, it was um, the allergy of the body and the phenomenon of the mind. And um, I had to get into the simplicity of it. And um, it's no sugar and no white flour and working with my sponsor. And um, she took me through the steps and rather quickly, I thought, and there were times that um, answering all those questions and and working the program seemed a little bit hard. It's not a easy. It's not easy, but when we were finished, it was worth it. And I 
just recently made my amends to her because there were times that I felt a little angered at her because she kept pushing and pushing to get me through those steps. And now I know why, because I'm um, so grateful to her for doing that and that I made this wonderful recovery. And by the grace of God, all these wonderful things are happening. And I see the joy and beauty of the program and sharing with everyone. And since I've been abstinent, I can see how the phenomenon of the mind is what gets me into trouble. It's not the food. It's the thought in my brain that gets me into trouble. And all I have to do is get that thought. I have to get it out of my mind. And if I don't, I'm in trouble. So um, I really have to work on that. It's the committee in my head. I have I have those old thoughts in my mind. And I've been a compulsive overeater since I was five years old. So those those thoughts come automatic to me. And um I really have to work at it. It's a it's a plan of action and I have to work at it on a daily basis and work the steps. And I use the tenth step and the eleventh step every day now to keep myself in recovery and I'm grateful and with that I'll pass thank you Dorette D Stacy T you're next and Leah T D you'll come after Stacy good morning this is Stacy T recovering <clears throat> compulsive overeater from Cleveland thank you so much for your service Melanie and I could relate to several pieces of this paragraph as I can usually from everything in the book um <clears throat> I I became so very ill from drinking, and I still don't know all the areas of my um, illness. It has been, so what happened is one of the things that I asked in the beginning of my um, recovery was, what do I have to do? And once I was given that information, I wanted to negotiate it. And so I was negotiating for uh, decades, really, because I was negotiating with dietitians, with doctors, with whomever. And then when I first came into OA, um, I didn't know about the allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind I did understand that I had to put down some of my alcoholic foods. But again, being so marred from my compulsive eating, I was stuck so much in I. And for me to um, chip away and to pray and to reach out, um, which is hard uh, for me to become willing to allow a power greater than myself to continue to be present with me <clears throat> and to see from all of you that my recovery is based on, um, con- is contingent really on doing the disciplines that are set before me every morning, um, every day, throughout the day. 
uh, and you've taught me that you can do it and that the difference that it makes in your life. So now I'm not, I don't ask, what do I have to do? I ask you to walk with me so that I can do it because a grosser handicap of mine is to reach out for help. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Stacy. That was Stacy T. Liat T D, you're next, and Darlene D, you'll get ready after Liat. Thank you, Melanie. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the newcomers. Uh, what a wonderful passage. Um, you know, when I read the book, I have to always remember who are those we. You know, you know, we shall tell you what we have done. You know, it's those first 100 alcoholic. They were cast out of society, put in jail, put in institutions, were disturbed, had no idea what's wrong with them. And all of a sudden, they found a solution. You know, I probably didn't suffer as bad as they did. I mean, when I read Bill's story, it wasn't as bad as his. But he found a solution. He had to go through torture to get to a place of being recovered which is being restored to health. That's all it is. You know, from someone who's hopeless, who doesn't have a job, uh, who steals money from his wife's family's pocketbook, to a responsible, respectful human being, a part of society, that's restored to health. You know, and from not, be, from not being able to stop drinking to being able to live a sober life, that's being restored to health. Everybody is hurting in life. Everybody struggles. But not all people are handicapped by alcohol, drugs, food, whatever it is. So these people are restored to health. They have recovered. And they are, you know, like they say, who's your mama? Who's your papa? They're my mama. They're my papa. I need to follow them. And so, um, and the instructions of how they found out, you know, when uh, Columbus, found uh, America, he did, He took the trip, you know. Everybody thought the world is flat. He took the trip. When he came back, if they, anyone wanted to, to know where is America, they had to follow him. They had, they had to go his path. And so, you know, I am so grateful that I came to a place after so many years of trying so many things in the room that finally I'm resting with my papas and mamas that showed they found a solution and follow it to the sea so I can have peace, so I can be restored to health. I love you all. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for letting me share. Okay. Thank you, Liat TD. Darlene D., you're next, and Deborah P., you'll get ready after Darlene. Hi, good morning. This is Darlene D., recovered compulsive overeater in Maryland, and thanks for your service and the fears around the room. You know, the line that's really speaking out to me is the question that I had when I first called in and I heard the folks that gave me so much hope, and that is, what do I have to do? Because the question was, what do I have to do to get what you guys have? Because I was in such a hopeless condition of mind and body. And I'm just grateful today to say that I'm recovered from that condition. And that's because of the step guide that helped me. You know, the purpose of the book is, yes, to answer the questions. But I can tell you on my own, trying to read this book, the questions would not have been answered. What helped me was being able to have somebody tell me what they had done and then enable me to be able to figure out how to do it. 
So today when I ask myself, what do I have to do? And for me, it's a living in these 12 steps and living this life where I can be honest and open-minded about my food. It's the first opportunity that I've ever had to be able to do that. And I called into these phone lines back in June. And today I'm just so happy and so grateful that I'm no longer on my diabetic medicine and I'm at peace and I have such serenity around me and my food. And my condition is no longer hopeless and I really do feel recovered. Just grateful to be here this morning to share that with all of you. I'm Darlene D in Maryland. I'll pass. Thank you, Darlene D. Deborah P., you're next, and then we'll open it up for two more people to share to close us out. Hi, Deborah. Good morning. This is Deborah P. from Northern California. This is my first time sharing on this meeting. I've been um, attending for a few weeks now, and um, this just really hit me hard this morning. Um, I finally, finally surrendered yesterday and asked uh, someone to sponsor me. And so I'm just jumping in, and um, the the big thing for me, the big thing was, if you're an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? Uh, yeah, um, I, you know, I've been around these rooms. I've, I've, I've been in AA, I've been in OA for years, and um, lately for the last, I don't know how many years, I've just been fumbling around, thinking that I could do it on my own, and um like other people have said, it's just, it's it's a we. I can't do it on my own, um, and I've I've been completely cut off from my higher power of my own doing. And so, to reach out to another person and trust, um, and trust that's that's really hard. But I'm at the point where I need to do that, and because I cannot do this on my own, I've been absolutely insane in not just around the food, but just in all areas of my life, and. Um, that's the insanity is acting like a teenager when I'm not um, acting like just insane, insane. And the thoughts are just the constant running around in my head. So um, I just want to put it out there. I'm really grateful to, for this phone line. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And um, yeah, so I'm here. So thank you very much. Again, this is Deborah P in Northern California. Thank you, Deborah P. It looks like with that, we might have room for three more people. Who would like to comment on paragraph one and two, page 20? I would. Grace I'm Anita R. M. I'm Anita M. Oh. Hi, Anita. And then I did hear Grace. One more, please. Thank you. Sharon M. Yes, yeah, I have Sharon M. Okay, let's see what we have with that then. We're going to go with Anita M., Grace R., and Sharon M. Hi, Anita. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Wow, it, it's been an awesome meeting thus, thus far. It always is. It always is on the Vision for You line. Um, you know, the how and the why or the why and the how, you know, I know why. You know, allergy to the mind and body, trigger foods, you know, red, red light, green light, yellow light. You know, I, I know. You know, I've, been, I've known since the day I could put food into my mouth uh, when I was eating something I wasn't supposed to be eating. But tracking it with others, uh, reading uh, over the phone with a sponsor, the how, how we get there, how we get to the stability, the steps. Um, you know, my sponsor told me a long time ago, you know, you're, you were in another program. You are in another program for many, 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 many years. Yes, I am. And it's a real, cl it's a real clear cut line of demarcation. 
you just don't do it. You don't get to. You don't get to alter. You don't get to add this. You don't get to add that. It's real clear. But this is a, a, a regrouping, uh, under, an understanding, and a, um, a respect that has to come in. Um, and and uh, that self-knowledge availed us nothing is exactly what, you know, what the book talks about. And as we walk through, me, I, the doctor's opinion, and their story, and I'm like, and she goes, what does this paragraph mean to you? And I say something, and then she comes back and, and says something else. I'm like, what? I mean, I know this, but when it comes to food, it is a different clarity. It is a different group. It is a different understanding, yet the process is the same to alleviate of the obsession and the mind and the allergy, um, the willingness, you know, and to restore me to not only health, but a complete level of sanity. Because when I am in my disease regarding the food, it's a level of sanity that is, in my personal opinion, far greater than any alcoholic spouse I ever experienced. And sometimes I was pretty goofy out there, pretty bad. But this is different. It's secretive. It's, it's isolative. You can still drive down the street uh, and do it. Uh, you can add little things here and there. And it isn't going to kill you until five days later. I mean, it's just amazing how insidious it is. So as I break down this book uh, with my sponsor, um, I'm, and I, I emailed Laurie C., and he emailed me right back. So I'm just grateful for the help, the support, and the love, and the clarity that's coming to me. I'm just grateful. It's different this time. It really does feel different. Anyway, thank you for letting me share, and with that, I'll pass. You're welcome. Anita M., Grace, oh, you're next, and Sharon, you'll take us to the end of the recorded section. Hi. Hi, Grace. Hi, this is, this is Grace R. I live in Arizona. I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I've been in the program for approximately a month, and I've worked through all of the steps, practicing 10, 11, and 12. As many others have already said, this question, what do I have to do, is... Uh, it's a, it's a, it was for me it was a question of surrender, and I was willing to say yes to anything that was asked of me by my sponsor. And there were several times that she said, "Are you sure? You need to do a meeting every day. You need to do this. You need to do that. I'm going to be asking a lot of you." And I just kept saying yes. So uh, to me, that speaks of surrender. And um, I'm just grateful that I had the honesty and the openness and the willingness to do whatever was asked asked of me. Thank you so much. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Grace R. Sharon M., you're next. That might allow for one more to share. Hi, Grace. Uh, Hi, Sharon. I believe it was Karen M. Is that correct from Southern California? Well, it could be. Yeah, it very well could be. Since okay. I've been Sharon stepping up and my ears are wonky. Hi, Karen. Karen, Karen M. Um, recovering a compulsive overeater in Southern California. And I just want to say um, the part that was really sticking out to me was doubtless you are curious to discover how and why in face of expert opinion to the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. And I just wanted to thank so much for the recovered people who share on the lines. Um, 
at the 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. meetings because I wouldn't even have known to be curious about recovered because I didn't hear recovered ever before. Um, so I wouldn't have even known to be curious, and it did make me curious. I heard people sharing, and I heard the difference, the sound in their voices, and the way that they spoke about their compulsive eating and their being recovered and they're practicing these steps um, in their lives. And I am so incredibly thankful to all those people who um, not only shared on the line, but then just show up to show me, because, I mean, it does say, you know, we shall tell you what we have done. And people have been so generous with their time to tell me what they have done, to show me what they have done, to help guide me through what they have done. And that's what I'm doing right now. And it is, it's amazing. So I just really wanted to put it out there that thank you and please, all of you who are recovered out there already, thank you for sharing and keep sharing on the line because you never know whose curiosity you are going to pique. Thank you. I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. And that really does take us to the end of the recorded portion of our meeting. We do have 10 more minutes yet that remains for other things. But thank you so much for all that had shared today. And now I would like to say that we're going to close this portion with reading from the big book on page 164. And with Robin Joby, please read, our book is meant to be suggestive only. I sure will. This is Robin Joby um, from Missouri and gratefully recovered by God's grace and for his glory, um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.